You're listening to a message from Impact Student Ministry, a middle and high school oriented production of the Summit Church. Hello, Impact. How's everybody doing tonight? Good? All right, we're so glad y'all are here. I want to uh, introduce y'all to my beautiful, wonderful wife, Whitney. Everybody say, hey, Whitney. Hey, guys. Hey, I heard some of the guys. Y'all better slow down with that. Okay. All right, y'all. I heard it. All right, Riley. Okay. Good, man. Hey, well, we're so glad y'all are here tonight hanging out with us for our first week of the dating series known as Save the Date. Okay. Now, yeah, thank you, Brent. Now, just so y'all know, uh, just because we're up here talking about dating, babe, do we have everything figured out? Um, yeah. No, uh, we don't. Better question. She actually has everything figured out. I do not have everything figured out. Men, that's what you always have to say. Go ahead and get used to saying that. That's just the right answer, no. but it's not true. Very true. <laughs> uh, guys, but in this series, we're going to be talking about a lot of different things. Next week, uh, we're going to be talking about what it's like to have God at the center of your dating relationship. And then we have a small group experience. In the last week of February, we're going to have that talk that you guys all just love to talk about. On three, shout it out. What is it? One, two, three. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> See, y'all, y'all it's not a bad word. <laughs> middle schoolers are like, oh my goodness, I can't really talk about this. You can't say that word. <laughs> and high schoolers are so over this talk, okay? <laughs> hey, but to try and get y'all here that night, we're actually having a Chick-fil-A food night, so you better come and eat, okay? Uh, there you go, all right? So heavenly chicken before we get into that, okay? Hey, but guys, as we talk, as we talk about dating, okay, you guys, if you're in a relationship right now, if you're not in a relationship right now, guys, over the next few weeks, we really want to speak to you. Because some of y'all might now, right, y'all might be here tonight, and maybe you just got out of a relationship, and you might say, I'm never dating again. Or, somebody even said, yep, all right. <laughs> or, maybe you're somebody who's in a relationship right now, and you think everything's absolutely perfect. Or, maybe you're somebody who can't date until they are 18 or 19 or 20 years old, whatever it is. Your parents, I mean, Iris and Everly aren't going to date until they're 30, probably, after, you know, we, we get done with them. But, because the reality is, what we're talking about tonight for dating is so important for exactly where you are. If you're in a relationship or if you're not in a relationship, because what we really believe is that we're going to hopefully give you all some advice, some next steps that will be able to help you either evaluate where you are or make a better choice next time. Okay, so the goal for dating... Right, for everybody out here, we're going to throw it up here for y'all. This is something we kind of talked about. What you want to go what the goal is? The goal of dating is to find somebody that you can do life with. Yes. Because it's a long time after you find that person that you're going to do life with. It is. And, and I know, guys, what we're going to talk about here uh, really specifically tonight and over the next few weeks is this thing called intentional dating. Okay, because some of y'all might be in a relationship right now, and I, I made up some terms for it. I don't even know if these are good. But I, I said some of us might be like merry-go-round daters. Anybody got to guess what a merry-go-round dater is? Yeah, there we go. I heard it. One of the six years, like one person to the next. Yeah, that's right. Like you just keep going from this person to the next person. You keep going around and around and around. Right, hopefully, guys, we are not talking about that type of dating because there is no fulfillment, no life in that type of dating right now. It might be fun for the ride, but whenever you're done with it, it is a miserable, lonely, terrible place to be. Or maybe it's not merry-go-round dating. Maybe for you, it's more like uh, Instagram dating. 
Maybe some of y'all might be like an Instagram dater where, and here's what I mean. You don't like date people on Instagram. Y'all like, oh yeah, I look for people on Instagram. No, no, no. I'm talking about like. Well, if maybe you, some of you do that. I don't know. Actually, I think a lot of them might do that. I, ooh, we're giving away secrets in here. This is great. Uh, an Instagram dater would be somebody who really dates the other person just because they want other people to see them together. And they think, oh man, he's really cool, so I probably should date him. And I can post these pictures about him. Right? Or girls saying, yeah, you know, this is how I want people to see me, so I'm going to have my identity in that person. So hopefully, you guys, if that is where you are right now, we want to work through that as well. And then the last type of dater that we're, gonna, uh, that we're not talking about tonight, hopefully we're steering you all away from, uh, this is like a Fortnite dater. Chris made all of these up, if you guys are I wondering. Did. They, I don't think they like them very much either. Okay. A Fortnite dater. Any Fortnite fans in here? Yes. Middle schoolers, yeah, a couple high schoolers, and Ryan Ramsey is a senior. Okay, wonderful. And Trevor. Hey, the problem with Fortnite is what? Yeah. What'd she say? You pay too much attention to it. Yes, obsessive. The girls yes. are like, it's obsessive, too much attention. That is very true. Hey, it is so consuming. Some of us right now, guys or girls, you might be in a Fortnite relationship where it's the only thing you know. And you date this person, and you don't hang out with your friends anymore. You don't talk to the people you used to talk with. And now the only thing you see or think or even talk about, really, is that person you're dating. So hopefully, we can talk with y'all and kind of steer you away from one of those dating relationships you're in. And again, we want intentional dating. Do you guys know what intentional means? So, like... Intentional dating is when you date someone and you have a purpose in mind. And so you don't just, you're not just dating them just because you want to say you have a boyfriend. You're dating them with goals and with purpose. Does that make sense? Cool. Perfect. All right, guys. So tonight our challenge for y'all, tonight and the next three weeks is this. Let's go to the next slide here. We have to do everything we can right now in middle school or in high school. If you're a senior, if you're an eighth grader. If you're in a relationship, if you're not in a relationship and you're looking, we got to do everything we possibly can, okay, to be prepared for intentional dating. Intentional dating, healthy dating. Dating that would honor God in our relationships. Now, some of y'all might be here tonight and you might not even be a Christian. You might not even really know what you know about Jesus. And you're like, I'm not entirely sure. Thank you for coming. It's awesome having you here, right? And again, the advice we're going to give you will still work for you, even if you're not sure about Jesus and your relationship with him. But hey, Christians in the room, if you follow Jesus, and if you're dating somebody right now, and they might not know Jesus, man, we're going to talk about that in a minute, because you got a lot of responsibility on your plate. And for some of us, you might be the only example of Jesus that that person could ever experience, right? So we got to be sure that we're really, really smart in our relationships and how we treat the other person with some intentional and some healthy dating advice. You guys ready to go? Good? So how do we get prepared for intentional dating, Chris? That's a really good question. Yeah. I think that's a trick question because I don't know if I can really answer my wife. We're still like that. learning. We're, yes, again, we are definitely not the experts, <laughs> but we came up with three things that we could use to help us in intentional dating relationships. What you want to uh, go over them real quick? So we think it's important that you have priorities, which means you know what's important to you whenever you want to date somebody, um, and we think it's important that you have boundaries. Um, which are really hard, but kind of like limits on your relationships. And we also think that it's important that you have goals because ultimately, what do you want out of a relationship? And hopefully you guys want to be married one day. Um, and so having goals and keeping goals in mind, even when you do get married, um, is a good thing to have. So those are three things that we really want you guys to kind of get out of tonight. 
and start to think about? Yes. So the first one is priorities. Does anybody here know what a priority is? Yeah, what's a priority? You have to do it. Okay. All right, good. Yeah, you got, a, you got another definition. So I think a priority is something that you need to try to have to do because mm -hmm. it's important to you. And it's kind of like an importance list. So like what's the most important to you and so on. Yes. So right now what you're going to do, I want you guys to turn to the person next to you. If it is your boyfriend, wonderful. If it's the guy that you just <laughs> broke up with, I'm really sorry. This might be interesting. But, hey, when it comes, okay, hey, guys, what are your priorities when it comes to dating? All right, turn and talk to your, your neighbor right now. Yes, yeah, so what are things y'all are looking for in the person that you want to date intentionally in a healthy relationship? Talk for about 30 more seconds. 30 more seconds. Things that you're looking for with the person that you are going to intentionally date. About 10 more seconds here. Five, four, three, two, one. Ding, 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 All ding, right, ding. guys. So quiet back down. Does anyone want to share a priority they might have when they're looking for a relationship? We got some hands. We got Brent over here with the mic, so he's going to come around and kind of. Uh, to spend more time with them. To spend, to spend time with them. Great. Yeah. That's a good. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Spend time? For sure, for sure. Okay. Personal, personal space. Personal space. So we got spend time, which is me. I like quality time. You got personal space. But now that I have kids, I like my personal space. That's definitely one. Religion. Religion. Woo! Good All right. One. Praise Jesus. Right. Stop talking about Matthew. Okay. Good. Somebody goes to church. Somebody that goes okay. to church. All yeah. right. Hey, man, y'all are doing great. Y'all can give this message. I thought some of the girls were going to have some crazy comments, you know, about he must look like Ryan Gosling and um, <laughs> must be tall. Yeah, okay. This is great. I love it. More priorities. Y'all are doing awesome, man. Great. Hey, guys, real quick. I know this is a really exciting topic, but let's listen really quick. I care about them for no matter what mistakes they make. Care about them no matter what mistakes they make? Absolutely. That's called unconditional loving. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> we got one more? Okay, good. Something you're looking for in the person that you were dating, and intentionally and healthy. A Jesus-loving boy who puts God before me. Oh. Oh, I like that. Okay. So I have a question. All right. Anybody in here, girls, if your man says he loves God before you, does that kind of like... Make you a little jealous? Yeah. <laughs> you're like, but you're supposed to love me first, right? No, loving God first is the way you should go. <laughs> Whitney's never been that way. Don't worry. Okay. I never That's felt great. that. Okay. 
Hey, well, listen, y'all gave some wonderful answers. Um, I guess we will keep going with the message anyway. A lot of y'all had this figured out, which is awesome, but you mentioned it. You got God first. Uh, you mentioned, uh, Matthew, you mentioned having somebody with a religion, you know, um, and then somebody else mentioned about, yeah, about church, somebody that's going to church, great. And here's the deal. Uh, in the Bible, there is some advice when it comes to dating, but the majority of the advice is what uh, has to do with marriage, okay? And I don't think any of y'all looking to get married right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, good. All right, okay, okay, good, good. I want to make sure, because I see some of y'all holding hands and hearing wedding bells in your eyes, okay? Hey, so the advice that we have when it comes to marriage, hey, y'all stay with me, stay with me, stay with me, stay with me, okay? Uh, the Apostle Paul gives us some advice about marriage, and this is in the book of 2 Corinthians, okay? And this is what, this is what Paul says, again, with marriage, okay? So I'm going to speak to this, but let's read, for, let's read through it first. Paul says this, don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? When you talk about the person that you're dating, okay, the person that you are going to marry, that's really where Paul's going here. You don't want to get on the same team with somebody who doesn't necessarily have the same relationship with Jesus or love Jesus more, right, in and, and, and that regard. And here's what we're talking about here. You guys see some beautiful oxen here? Yeah. Y'all are saying all to this? Okay. Oh, wow. That just, that's something else. It's beautiful. Okay. Some of y'all need to get your eyes checked. Okay. Hey, but y'all stay with me. When Paul, the other version, the NIV version says, do not yoke up with unbelievers. Okay. If you talk about a team with somebody, the person that you're going to marry, typically, all right, this is a yoke right here. We're not talking about an egg yoke. We're talking about something these ox wear around their necks. And here's how they would do it. Okay. Paul's saying this. You do not want to yoke up with somebody. You don't want to team up with somebody. Have your partner, your husband, or your wife in life be a person who isn't a believer. Now, you guys aren't getting married yet, so we're going to get to that in a second. But if you were this beautiful ox over here known as Steve, okay, and Steve decides to marry, what's the girl's name? Belle. Belle. Okay. Steve marries Belle. If Steve is a believer and a follower of Jesus, but if Belle is not... Guess what's going to happen? When they start working and Steve starts pulling, Belle is going to hold him back a little bit. And here's what I'm talking about. As you're walking to try and get closer to Jesus, Steve is moving and moving and moving, saying, I'm following Jesus. I'm doing my quiet time. I'm praying. I'm looking for God. I'm coming to church. And Belle's like, yeah, I'm not really into this whole Jesus thing. So all of a sudden, what they're carrying with the yoke, what's on their shoulders, it's a lot harder. And Steve gets really, really tired. And eventually, Steve can't really go anymore. And they go in a big circle. If one of these ox don't pull, if Bell doesn't pull, Steve's going to be walking like this, going in a circle. I can't go forward. I'm you just going in a circle. You guys want us to demonstrate it for going you? Going in a circle. All right, let's demonstrate it. All right. Oh Come boy. on, we're going to lock arms. Oh, yes. So okay, I'm like Bell. This. Or do you want Chris to be Bell? Hey, we're married. We're married. Y'all better slow down. Okay. She never really hugs me anymore after the kids, so it's, it's, it's okay. Here we go. Oh, gosh, telling all, all the right. secrets. Okay. All right. <laughs> Start walking, Steve. I'm walking. All right, if Steve starts walking, but I'm just over here like, nah, I'm good. What's Steve doing? He's just walking in a circle. I'm wearing myself out. And eventually, I'm trying to follow Jesus and move forward, oops, excuse me, for the life that he has for me, right? But since Belle over here is slowing me down so much, I get really tired. And I'm like, you know what? This whole following Jesus thing, I feel like I'm walking in a big circle, and this is getting old, and it's not working. Man, I don't know if I should keep doing this. I don't know if it's really worth it. I don't know if I should keep following this life. I might just hang out with Belle. And have a good time with Beauty and the Beast, you know. So, 
eventually, guys, this is a tiring thing. When you get married, if you marry somebody who is not a believer, it's going to be very exhausting and hard for you to continue to move forward because you have a person next to you that isn't the best influence. So I know some of you guys are out there and you're like, what if I'm dating someone who isn't sure if they believe in Jesus? Um, so what advice do you have for dating relationships where you might be dating someone who is not a Jesus follower? That is a great question. If that is you, the first thing I want to tell you is do not go home and say, we went to church tonight and the pastor and his wife said, I got to dump you because you don't follow Jesus. See ya. <laughs> Don't do, that. Don't do that. That is the worst thing you could possibly do, okay? Do not do that. What I want to encourage you to do, right, is you guys aren't stuck here like Paul was saying because you're not married yet. But what, what's really cool is you guys have an incredible opportunity right now. If you are a guy dating, you know, dating your girlfriend or if you're a girl and you're dating your boyfriend, and if they don't know Jesus, if they're not plugged into the church, y'all have an awesome opportunity to share Jesus with that person, okay? Now, I know if you do it over and over again, you might get kind of tired. It might slow you down, but you all have an incredible opportunity to share Jesus with that person. Now, uh, here's a verse that Paul says, and he talks about this a little bit. In Colossians, Paul says this. He says, live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity. Okay, so if your boyfriend doesn't know Jesus, what a great opportunity to share Jesus with him. And the best way to do that is by how you treat him. How you're encouraging, how you're kind, right? How you listen to him, how you don't throw the Bible down his throat, right? You just encourage and you pray for him. But we're going to get to that in a little bit, right? Let your conversation be gracious and attractive. Woo! God's like, yeah, attractive. It's cool. <laughs> so that you will have the right response for everybody. If you're in a relationship right now, okay, again, guys, and with priorities, if the person that you're dating is not yet a follower of Jesus, I'm not telling you to, to abandon ship. You have a great opportunity to share Jesus with them. Okay? Wonderful. All right. So. Anything else? I got to be sure I get her approval for you, the next thing. I think you covered it. Okay. All right. Good. Yeah. Wonderful. What was the second rule that we had? So the second. Or um, piece of advice. Right. Excuse me. The second thing that we thought was the most important when you're preparing to date um, was to set some boundaries in your relationship. Now, who likes boundaries? Oh, you guys like boundaries? Okay. All right. So just, just shout it out. What are some boundaries that you think are good for relationships? Don't, Don't touch, touch me. me. Whoa. You keep that in mind, okay? <laughs> what else? Personal time. I like personal time. Personal time. That is a wonderful one. Don't be jealous when you hang out with your friends or when they hang out with their friends. That's, That's a wonderful. Good one. Okay, hey, guys, when we talk about boundaries, um, Whitney and I are having a lot of fun right now with Iris, right? Our little girl who's 20 months, and we're trying to teach her some boundaries because she, she needs to learn some limits. All right, I'll just be honest with y'all. She's loving being a big sister, but she likes to poke her in the eye and, and hug her. And she was doing this thing for a while, right, babe, where, what was she, where she was acting like she was kissing Everly. And we thought she it was, was really, really nice. Yeah. She kept kissing Everly, and Everly would cry every time she would kiss her. And so I asked Iris to kiss me on the hand, and she bit me on the hand. 
And so that's what she was doing to her little sister. Trying to be slick, right? Yeah. We're working on some boundaries for Iris. And one thing that Iris loves to do right now is draw. And she's a very big fan of Disney and Toy Story and Zootopia, but she also really likes Moana. And she calls Moana Mama, right? For, for, I mean, you can see the resemblance, right? I mean, okay. But so for some reason, she calls Moana Mama, and she loves this coloring book. And what's really cool about this coloring book here, Whitney can show some of the pictures. If this coloring book is a mess-free coloring book, so yeah. she can only use magic markers. Those markers are not mess-free. Yes. Um, she doesn't like the mess-free markers. So here's some of Iris's drawings. There's one. That's you can really tell good. she has yeah. a lot of potential. Iris doesn't like boundaries like you guys. Yeah, show that one of uh, Maui. Okay. Here. Oh, here's oh, a good yeah. one. Oh yeah. Check this out old Maui really here. Yeah. You know. Okay. So, <laughs> some of you guys love it. Now, here's the deal. Here's what we've been trying to work with Iris on in boundaries. When it comes to coloring, I didn't learn this till probably, I don't know, three or four years ago. You got to color inside the lines. Let's just be real. All right. It, it'll look so much more beautiful and pretty and complete if you color inside the lines. Now, Iris, when we try and teach her this and we try and work on this boundary with her, she just says no. And she wants to color all over the place, as you can see from Maui and the other drawings there. Iris doesn't really know what's going on with her boundaries. And I think for a lot of us in here, Right? When it comes to our relationships, when it comes to this idea of intentional dating, we don't have any boundaries. So instead of coloring inside the lines of our relationships that God wants to give us, a lot of us right now are coloring everywhere. And it looks like a hot mess. So if y'all are sitting here right now with your relationship and it's a hot mess, well, you probably need to talk a little bit more about some boundaries. Okay? Because God wants it to be beautiful and great in marriage when you get there. But for some of us right now, we're coloring like Iris. And it ain't looking good. Okay. So I think for a lot of middle schoolers, boys kind of seem like, um, like yucky kind of like, annoying. yeah, and annoying. Um, but when you guys start to get a little older, you're going to have a lot of struggles in your relationships, especially when it comes to physically in your relationship and boundaries are something that really need to be set and you don't want to make boundaries really but we need boundaries. And the reason that we need boundaries in relationships is because ultimately um, God wants to protect our heart. And so when God tells us things in the Bible, he doesn't tell us those things because he wants to tell us no. He tells us those things because he wants to protect us and he wants us to bring him glory. And so um, boundaries in your relationship can kind of help you with that. Um, and they're not the same for everybody, but it's definitely something that you guys should think about when you are preparing to date. Absolutely. And we have a verse for y'all. Uh, high school was really tuned in with this verse because we actually, we saw it um, reading through it this morning and last night. And we were like, oh my goodness. Like, I don't even, I wish I would have had this better in high school with the relationships that I was in and the boundaries that I wish I would have set, but I did not set. Um, Romans 7, 14 through 15 says this, the trouble is not with the law. Right? We're not talking about running red lights or stop signs. Now we're talking about God's word, okay? The trouble is not with God's word. It's not with what is right or wrong, for it's spiritual and good. The trouble's with me, for I am all too human. I'm a slave to sin. I don't really understand myself. Get this. For I want to do what's right in my relationships. I really want to obey and do what I'm supposed to do and honor God. I really want to, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate, if some of y'all might feel like that right now, like, why do I keep doing that same thing in my relationship? Like, I know I'm not supposed to do this, but I keep doing it over and over and over again. 
with that same guy or that same girl, and I keep going back to it, and I shouldn't do it. I know I'm not supposed to do it. I know it's not what God wants me to do, but I can't help it, and I hate myself when that happens, right? It's a terrible part of me that's in control of this, right? And this is what Paul is really talking about here, and uh, Whitney's going to kind of go there to story with Adam and Eve. So um, boundaries may seem a little silly, um, and they may seem like you don't really need them because you think, like, I can just do this myself. I don't need boundaries. Um, we know where to stop. No, you need to set boundaries. And the reason we need boundaries is because every single person, um, boy, girl, um, whatever, however old, we all were created, um, we were born with sin. Um, we always joke that you don't have to teach a baby to be bad. They just are. You have to teach them to do good things. Um, we're just born sinful. And so because our bodies were created with sin, um, we have temptations. And so I felt like me and Chris are talking, and, like, a good example of this is, like, um, being tempted with Chick-fil-A. When do you guys always want Chick-fil-A? Sunday. Sunday. I think I heard two things. One was always, and the other one was what day? Sunday. So even if you eat Chick-fil-A every single day, you still want it on Sundays. But, like, for me, I don't eat Chick-fil-A every single day. I don't know where y'all get this money to eat Chick-fil-A every single day. But I don't eat Chick-fil-A every single day, but I always want it on Sundays. And the point is we kind of always want what we can't have. And so when you're in a relationship and God has set these God has given us these rules, um, take that lightly, but God has kind of told us, you know, flee from sexual immorality. Um, he's telling us that because he knows that we're going to be tempted by that because we, our bodies tend to um, kind of flow more towards sinful nature than holiness. You have to try really, really, really hard to be holy um, and not to give into that sinful nature um, that your body is, is going to desire. Um, the other reason that um, we need to set boundaries and that boundaries are important is because not only did were we born as um, sinners, but God also made us as sexual beings. Um, God created us to have sex, and he, um, I know that's like a weird word for some people, but God did not create it to be what it has turned into. Um, and so when you're in a relationship and that is something that you're doing or you're thinking about doing, um, the reason God says not to do it is because your body's naturally going to go to that. Um, but also because you're going to carry that with you for the rest of your life and your heart is going to be so unprotected after that. You're never, ever going to be able to let that go. You become one with that person. Um, and so because we were created as sexual beings, um, we need to set boundaries in our relationships because holding hands in middle school can turn into pop kissing in eighth grade or ninth grade or whatever. And some people are already having sex in middle school, which I'm sure some of you guys are seeing now. Um, but definitely in high school, I know that you guys are dealing with that. Um, and so we will get into that much more in a couple weeks. Um, God also actually commanded us to have sex, but he told us to do that in marriage. Um, and so setting boundaries is going to help you to kind of live that out and um, keep your relationships pure the way that God has intended them.
because it really is beautiful and perfect when you use it in the context that he gave it to us. So I love to think about uh, our little girls, Iris and Everly, with this. I really do. And Iris right now is at that age where she says no, but she loves to pull things down. I don't know for what reason. And today we went on a run, uh, and I took her in her stroller. And Iris did not want to wear her seatbelt, okay? Bad idea. But as a dad, I'm like, all right, I'll loosen it up for her. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. It'll be, it'll be okay. And I'm watching her the whole time. And she keeps trying to fight to get out of the stroller. She keeps working to get out of it. And she's like a little American gladiator. I don't know where she gets it. Definitely from you and all your gymnastics stuff. But she's working so hard to get out. And I keep telling her, no, don't do it. You got to stay. You got to stay in the stroller. Stay in the stroller. And I'm like trying to run with Hootie. And Hootie's like chasing squirrels and going crazy. And I'm pushing Iris with one hand. And dad life is really exhausting. And it, it, I did not look cool doing it. Like it was not a good spot. I'm glad none of y'all saw me. If you did, then thank you for uh, not saying anything about that right now, please. So. As I'm going, and Iris keeps wanting to get out of her seatbelt, and I tell her no and no and no, eventually she gets out of it. And I'm like, okay, fine. You can learn for yourself. And we, yeah, uh-oh, is right. We go to a turn with the stroller, and I'm already trying to turn it with one hand and hold Hootie. And I turn a little bit more abrupt, and Iris smacks back to the left. And she hits her head on the side of the stroller. And she looks up at me like this. <laughs> she looked up, she was like, huh? <laughs> and I was like, what? Iris, I told you to stay in your seatbelt, and she was like, oh. She's a little dramatic. Really dramatic. She gets that from him. So I had to kiss it and help her and tell her it was okay. okay. Yeah, and she's going to be all right. But the whole time I got home, and even worse, I had to tell Mama what happened. I told Whitney, I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. She kind of hit her head on the stroller. And she's like, what do you mean kind of hit her head on the stroller? Y'all think she's really nice. She is very, I think very she nice. probably wasn't yeah. buckled in at all, but Chris just wants to make it sound better. Like, her <laughs> harness was just kind of undone. But You know, but the reality <laughs> is this, y'all. For a lot of us, I think we look at this whole idea of sex, and we see it in culture and in music and in movies and all around us. And we think, man, it's going to be so much fun, right? I should probably just go ahead. Marriage, man, I don't need to worry about marriage. I mean, it. What, what does that matter to me? And the reality is God, as our heavenly father, is telling us, hey, trust me. Stay in your seatbelt. Stay in your stroller. Okay? If not, you're going to go around a turn. You're going to do something. You're going to have relations with somebody and hook up with them, and then they're going to break up with you, and you're going to be heartbroken. Right? And all of a sudden, guys, when you make a decision like that, or girls, when you get pressure to do something like that, it can take away something that God has such a beautiful plan for in your life. And it will hurt you. He's not, God is not sitting up there on a the throne looking at us saying, we want you to be bored and lame and do nothing in life. No. Because Jesus said, I came to have life and have it what? Abundantly to the fullest. Right? He wants us to live our best life now. So he's trying to help us so we don't end up with Iris looking like Popeye all day. Okay? Does anyone Perfect. care to know about how to set boundaries? Nobody. That's fine. I'm just one. We got one. Okay. One is all I needed. Um, if you don't want to know now how to set boundaries, you might want to know in the future how to set boundaries because when me and Chris started dating, we were 25 and 27, um, which to you guys sound like crazy old. But, I mean, we met kind of later than, like, some people. Oh, yeah. We did. But we, did. we had we sat down and had a conversation about having boundaries in our relationship because we knew that we both wanted to honor God in our relationship um, because we had been hurt from that in the past. Um, and so we sat down and we were like, okay, how do we set boundaries in our relationship? Well, first of all, before you date somebody or even if you're dating somebody right now, you have to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to kind of intervene during those moments where you're going to be weak. Our flesh is so weak. And so 
I was reading this thing yesterday that said, what to do when your body doesn't know that you're a Christian. So that's kind of crazy to think about because your mind and your heart are kind of all towards this purity thing and you know what God wants from you. But what do we do when our flesh doesn't know that we're a Christian? Because your flesh is just your flesh. Um, And your flesh is drawn towards sinful nature. And so asking the Holy Spirit to help you in the moments where you know your flesh is going to be weak um, is a great thing to do. Um, And that's something that we did. Also fleeing from temptation. So not putting yourselves in in places or, you know, points where you know you're going to be tempted. If you know that you're going to be in a boy's bedroom by yourself with a door locked and things are going to happen, then don't put yourself in that situation. Um, Because in all reality, you, in the moment, you might feel like that's something you want to do, but it's not going to benefit you in the the long run. Um, So don't put yourself in those situations where you might... um, do something that you may feel guilty about or regret in the future. Um, The third thing is to be honest with yourself, first of all, and then to be honest with your boyfriend. Because a man who... Or girlfriend. Or girlfriend, I'm sorry, I'm speaking. I need to to do a better job of that. Or girlfriend. Um, A man or a woman who is leading you more towards Christ, which ultimately you both want to do for each other, um, is not going to pressure you to do anything that you guys know you shouldn't be doing. Um, So being honest with the person that you're dating is um, something that you should definitely do. Have that conversation um, or keep in mind in the future that you might want to have that conversation with that person. We did and we decided to set boundaries, um, you know, so we wouldn't cross that line and be tempted like we know that our flesh would want to be. And also, kind of like Chick-fil-A, like you can't have Chick-fil-A on Sundays, but aren't we glad we have it every other day of the week? I think it makes it better, yeah. I mean, yeah, it kind of does. So like not having it one day makes you even more thankful for it when you do have it. And so thanking God for what you can do in your relationships right now, like have good conversations. I know it sounds so boring, but when you are older, you're going to be like, yeah, this is so true. Having good conversations, having quality time. Somebody said that over here. Um, Going to the movies, holding hands, like all that stuff. Thank God for the things that you can do. That way you're not just focusing on the negative of things that you can't do. Because sometimes boundaries can seem like a very negative thing. So um, really just trying to thank God for what you do have is kind of being grateful. That's great. Yeah, very, very much so. Uh, this Chick-fil-A is just making me really, really hungry. Okay, I just keep saying, feel it's like, Chick-fil-A sauce. Okay, great. Yeah, guys, all right. Hey, the last thing we're going to talk about here for y'all, the, the third and final one for all of us here, uh, when it comes to intentional and healthy dating uh, goals. We all need to have some goals in our relationships. Uh, if you've been dating somebody for two days, <laughs> have fun at school tomorrow, be like, hey, hey, uh, babe, what's our goals? He'll be like, what? <laughs> what are you in class right now? No, but reality is, y'all, we, you need to have goals in your relationship. You really do. Whether it's to date until the summer, and then all of a sudden you don't see each other because you go off to summer camp and big stuff or Crowder's Ridge, right, or whatever it is. If it's to try and pray together, Right in your relationship, if it's to come to impact together, if it's to try and, you know, um, have similar friends together, have more encouraging friends around you, whatever it is, you should have some sort of goals in the relationship. Again, if you're trying to intentionally and healthy date somebody who you might want to spend some time with in life. Did you want to speak to that at all? 
We're good? Okay, there's a verse that uh, Whitney and I have when it comes to goals, and it's this. It was actually a verse that we had when we first started dating, and it's kind of been like a goal verse for us. Um, trust me, again, we do not have it figured all out, y'all. We have made this a lot of mistakes. This is still a goal for us. This yes. is, will always be a goal for us. We are definitely not there yet, but it's something that we're trying to work towards. First uh, Corinthians First Corinthians, Corinthians 13.7 says, love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Right? So as you talk about your relationship, some of us, you know, right off the back, when, when stuff gets tough, when it, when it gets hard, relationships fall apart. Right? And guys, if you have some goals, if you have something that is bigger than just yourselves in those situations, man, it can really, really help you get on to the next thing. So in what ways... Um do you think that we can prepare for our husband or wife in the future? Yeah, that's a really, really good question. Again, please don't, and do not go home and all of a sudden say this, be like, yeah, uh, I'm ready to find my husband, I'm ready to find my wife, because your dad might be like, you are never getting married, you know? Exactly, they would say that. Hey, but here's the deal, here's some things you can do literally right here where you are, because our goal for y'all is to start thinking about the future and thinking about that guy or thinking about that girl that you're going to marry. Hey, and what's scary is, and I'm not trying to scare some of y'all, but I'm, I'm going to be real for a minute. It is scary because the things that you're doing in your relationships right now, for good or for bad, that will come into your marriage one day. And one of the hardest conversations you will ever have to have with your wife, fellas, is talking about some people from your past. Because you're going to want to know, girls. And it's not a good place to be, right? And leaders can speak to that as well. I guarantee that, you know, we've been there, and we're speaking from experience to hopefully help you all with that situation. Whatever's going on right now, right, what, whatever your relationship is, oh, we're just having fun. Well, that is going to influence your next relationship, and that will come on to your marriage and come on in the future. Trust me with that. So not trying to scare anybody. Uh, hopefully you all can sleep well also, tonight. But you guys don't just prepare for your husband or your wife. You guys yes. prepare for a lot of things, right? Mm -hmm. Like... If it's cold outside, you wear long sleeves. If you have a test, you study for it. Um, mm -hmm. One time, you guys want to hear about a story where me and Chris were not prepared? Oh, goodness. Yes. You want to tell yes. this story? Um, okay, I'm going to ask you all a question. What do you all think Whitney's favorite band is? Queen. One of my Queen? <laughs> I'm, I, it, it's hard for me up here. I can't breathe. I need to do a better job of breathing. Need to breathe. Need to breathe? No? Okay. Well, Need to Breathe is band, okay, that Whitney really, really likes. It's one of her favorites. Um, what's that? Oh, my goodness. I don't even know what she just said. Hey, but we went to this concert, right? We went to a Need to Breathe concert down in Raleigh. And I was really, 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 really convinced that like we were all set, it was an outdoor show, we bought tickets, I thought it was gonna be really special for my wife for us to go and to have some fun. And we checked the weather for an outdoor show and guess what the weather was supposed to do? It's supposed to rain. So Whitney being the incredible wife that she is, she said, I'm gonna pack some raincoats. And I'm a guy, so you know, man, y'all know, I'm like, I need no raincoat, I'm good, right, I don't need that. So I thought we'd be fine. We get to the venue in Raleigh and Whitney checks her phone to see. Which has not been accurate in the past. <laughs> to check the weather. Just to let you know. And it's not even the Weather Channel app. It's like a, it's like the a, iPhone weather app, guys. Which is 
trash. Technology, okay? come Just on. to be honest with y'all. So we checked the weather iPhone app, and it says it's supposed to be sunshine and rainbows and a beautiful night. So we decided to go into the concert, and we leave our raincoats in a car with our umbrella and everything else. And we get there, and the first act is not even done by the time it starts raining. Pouring. Big time. For an hour. It was bad. And we're sitting there, there's a picture of us here. Right, if you can go to the picture that was, uh, that was earlier. For, we we're, were not under shelter. No. I know. This is oh, a little see. bit after, but we looked dry before. And we're not. Hey, and just for the record, y'all also did this for the oxen, so I don't really, it's okay. But, yeah, and I thought we were so prepared, and it's funny, the whole time we're sitting in the rain like this, and I'm like, hey, babe, are you sure you don't want us to go, and I'll go get the coats, an umbrella, you know? After we're soaking wet, Chris says, you want me to go buy you a poncho? <laughs> And I was like, nah. Sure. And it was even worse, guys, because I really wanted to go because I didn't like being wet. <laughs> so I was like, could I please go get a poncho or something? I just now told you this. But, yeah. <laughs> man, I really want, I hated sitting in, sitting in the rain and being wet. And the whole time I was like, man, we prepared for this, but we just didn't listen and do the right thing in the very end. I was like, man, we did everything we possibly could up to that moment. Hey, and for a lot of us guys in our relationships, for an intentional relationship, an intentional dating relationship that we want to do that's healthy, that honors God. Hey, listen, it's not enough just to have your raincoat in the car. It's not enough just to talk about it, right? In that moment, you have to be ready to act and to do the right thing, right? It really is. We talk about priorities. We talk about boundaries. We talk about goals. Y'all, you can talk about as much as possible. When the moment hits, you have to be sure that you don't leave your coat in the car and sit in the rain for an hour because it's extremely, extremely, extremely uncomfortable. So we love you guys, and we want to help you as much as possible with that. And we had two real quick pieces of advice that we want to send y'all out with. Uh, If we can go back to the slide that we were just at. Thank you so much, Aaron. How can you prepare for your husband and your wife? How can you be sure that you're not stuck in the rain in your relationship right now? What can you do? That's fantastic. Yeah. You can pray for yourself. So this isn't like pray for yourself, like um, only pray for yourself. Like pray for your heart and pray that the Holy Spirit can kind of take control of your heart. Because I will tell you, you don't want to do these things. You don't want to obey God in your relationship. You want to push it further. But what I'm also telling you is in the long run, you are going to wish that you would have listened to God and that you would have prayed for your heart at that time because you are going to want to save yourself for a marriage. You are going to wish so badly that you did if you haven't or if you don't in the future. You're just really going to wish that you did. So praying for yourself, first of all, is the most important thing that you can stand up and be strong enough as a boy or a girl to have those boundaries and that preparedness in your relationships and for some of us if uh high schoolers if you've already messed up and you've already you know uh made some decisions that you're not proud of that you're going to take into your marriage one day hey man jesus it was so awesome about our jesus that he is a god of second chances and redemption and grace and mercy and one thing that's really cool is you can't out jesus's love for you okay i don't care where you are right now in your relationship with him or the things you've done in your past you cannot out how much God loves you. All right, so if you feel like you're stuck from something that you did before, you're not. 
Let's turn from it and let's get better. Grace covers all of that, and that's why God's grace is so incredible. There's a line in a song that I'll never forget. It's one of my favorite lines. It says, if his grace is an ocean, then we're all sinking because we are always covered by his grace, and his grace is going to cover up anything you ever do, not just in your relationships, but in life. And so don't forget that his grace never, ever runs out. So if you've already made that decision, um, you just try to move forward in the future and realize um, what you really want out of your relationships. Yeah. And the other thing we want to encourage y'all and challenge y'all to do, every single person in here, all right, if you are not married, all right, so all the students, what you can start doing right here, right now, leaders, if you're not married yet and you're still looking around and and, and dating and and working through that right now, here's something we should do. Pray for your future husband. Pray for your future wife. Pray for him. I know you might even be in a relationship right now, and this might sound crazy because my dad used to tell me when I was dating a girl in high school that I thought I loved, I thought I was going to marry, I thought it was going to be great. And my dad's like, you need to pray for your wife. I was like, Dad, I'm praying for my girlfriend. And he's like, pray for, for your wife too. for the person you're dating, for your wife or for your husband. Even if it turns out to be that person, pray for your husband or for your wife. And someone at my job one time told me when I was struggling with a relationship to pray, asked me if I prayed for my husband. And I was like, well, I don't know who my husband is. And she was like, no do you pray for your husband and for his heart? And I was like, no. And from that day forward, I prayed for my husband every single day and prayed for whatever he was doing at that moment and prayed for his heart. Um, And it's funny because when me and Chris met, he had been doing the same exact thing. Um, And it wasn't the person that we were both dating. It wasn't the person I was dating. It wasn't the person he was dating. Um, But God intervened in our lives and brought us together and it's not perfect. We're not perfect. Um, but praying for your future husband or for your future wife, God does powers through that and does wonders through that. And so we pray right now for Iris's and Everly's future husbands. Um, and we pray that their parents are praying the same thing over their son. Um, and so I just think it's so important that you pray for that person because the power of prayer is incredible. Even if you just think you're talking to nobody, God really does hear you. So, guys, as we kind of wrap up tonight with the whole talk on healthy, intentional dating, we talk about priorities, we talk about boundaries, we talk about goals. Y'all, if you are stuck somewhere right now and you don't really know what to do in your relationship, we're not going to open it up for more questions. Um, That's fun to do, but just to be real for a minute, if you feel like you don't have anybody else you can talk to because your relationship has just kind of hit that point or you feel like you don't know where else to go, Guys, that's why we have our small group leaders, right? And your leader might be in here or your leader might be in there with your parents. Um, But please talk with them. And just even if you don't feel comfortable having a face-to-face conversation, you can text them. And they will do whatever they possibly can to help you. Because I guarantee, I guarantee, for a lot of them, they are probably right where, they they are probably, they've been in a place exactly where you are right now. Right where you are and you feel like there's no other way to handle this situation, I bet you they've been there. I bet you they can help you. I bet you they can encourage you with some rules or, or some boundaries and some goals and some priorities and just remind you how much Jesus really loves you in that. Hey, and if you might not even have, you know, maybe like, I don't want to talk to my small group leader about it. Um, I have another question, right? And I, I want to talk to them. I want to talk to somebody else as well. Guys, you can, you can direct messages tonight. I, I sound really old saying direct message instead of DM. Yeah, I sound really old. She already told me I was old. Guys, you can DM at Impact Summit, right? And I will be sure for girls that Whitney will be there and will do the best she can to help you with that. 
question. It'll be extremely confidential, right? Fellas, if you have a question, you can absolutely DM it, and I will do the best I can to respond as well. We don't have all the answers. Your small group leaders don't have all the answers, but if you're stuck with something right now and you're trying to figure out the best way to have a healthy dating relationship, I encourage you, I beg you to please reach out to your small group leader, and you can reach out to us as well, and we will work together and help you as much as possible confidentially, okay? Because it's tough. It's hard to have a healthy dating relationship right now. But trust me, from experience, it is so worth it when you get down the road and you get married and you have kids and you have a family. It's the most awesome thing ever. And honestly, in high school, it would take so much of off, off of our plates. So that's it. All right, so we're going to pray. And the band's going to come out and sing a couple songs. Uh, but if we can, as we sing these last two songs... Y'all, if we can kind of keep just a reflective mode. Hey, uh. Hey, guys. Um, I always notice, and I'm never up here, which is probably why I'm never up here, because I would get so distracted. But you guys get really, really noisy um, whenever we start singing. And this is on some people's hearts right now. And so if it's not on your heart and you think about having a conversation during the music, try to wait for that conversation because the music's not going to last long. But these things on people's hearts are going to last forever. And so let people kind of listen to the music and really reflect on the message. And dating is a really important part of your life right now. And I know it's something that you guys are really, really um, into right now. So try whenever we're singing to kind of just keep it down and... um, Just let some people really reflect on what we're talking about, okay? All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much uh, for these awesome students, God, and for all you're doing in our lives right now. Lord, when it comes to dating, it is tough. It's a challenge. Um, I pray, Lord, that our students, our guys that are in that tough relationship right now, our girls who are in a relationship where they can't really see light and they don't know what to do next, I pray that they can be encouraged And for those who have made mistakes in their relationships, God, I pray, Lord, that they know how much you love them and the fact that they cannot out the grace and the love that you have for them. I pray, God, that we can be encouraged to have healthy dating relationships, that we can be encouraged to have intentional dating relationships, that we can have relationships, God, where we share your love and we share the love of Jesus with the person that we're dating. Christian or non-Christian, God, I pray that we take every opportunity to share your love with others. God, help us to have courage, help us to have boundaries, help us to have goals. God, help us to have priorities in our dating relationships. And I pray for our students tonight who feel like they don't really have anybody else to talk to, that they will reach out to their small group leader, that they'll, they'll text them and they'll have a conversation with them, or they'll do that and they'll send us a message through Instagram if that's them. God, because we just want them to feel your love in this moment right now more than anything else. We pray for the future of our students, for their future husbands, for their future wives. God, and that they can just do everything they possibly can to prepare themselves as great as possible for that day when they marry him. Father, we love you, and we're so thankful for your son, Jesus. And it's in his name we pray tonight. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you would like to get more information on Impact Student Ministry or The Summit Church, visit us online at thesummitchurch.net.